0: Obviously, you are not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like?
1: Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pack, spoon, ribbon!
0: You take drugs, Danny? Every yeah. day. Good. So, what's the problem? I don't know. Really, 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 really well. I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! so bitch. You stole mine. You're a <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder.
1: So he says Rectum damn near killed him.
0: Joining me today... Just a twofer. Mr. Brett. It's a different kind of twofer. Mr. Positivity. That's right. Mr. Wolfie T. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wolfman. Mr. Enthusiasm? <laughs> it's a new one. <laughs> Try it out for size.
1: <laughs> well, I just feel that we're
0: all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no, I'm, I'm a Christian. And you ain't going to sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? This episode will just be a recently seen ep. Both, well, I don't know if you've seen any new movies, but I've seen a couple of new ones.
1: No, I've, so. s- I've seen old movies.
0: Per usual.
1: The, I think the newest one I, I've seen that I'll probably talk about is from 2016.
0: Okay. Well, that's still so kind of recent. That's more recent than most of the ones I see.
1: <laughs> oh, I <it's> lost my headphones.
0: <laughs> Turn them shits
1: up can't just put velvet in them shits and call them nice headphones. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fisticuffs. He's coming up. Heard one day, late night, (laughs) got stabbed, shot in the ear like nine times. (laughs) Fisticuffs. Uh,
0: How many Chappelle Show fans do you think listen to the show?
1: I don't know. I I I would be surprised if people aren't Chappelle Show's fans, but... There's a surprising number of people who aren't.
0: Well, it ended damn near 15 years ago.
1: <laughs> I guess
0: <laughs> when it was on,
1: it was hot shit. It was like you, I didn't know as any- the kids
0: say, it was lit
1: AF. I didn't know anybody who didn't like Chappelle's Show.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into it right here. I saw a new release from 2018, Suspiria. It is a remake. Of the classic Suspiria by Dario Argento, I believe from '77. Yep. Anywho, this was directed by Luca Guad- Guadino. I can't pronounce that. G U A D A G N I N O. I don't know. I lost you after G. <laughs> <laughs> I lost you after G. <laughs>
1: I can't think that fast. <laughs>
0: Starring Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Doris Hick, Mel Gorzada-Bella, Chloe Grace Moretz, Angela Winkler, Alec Weck. Is she related to the Fonz? That's what I was kind of wondering. I'm like, Winkler?
1: Henry. Either that or my my grandparents' old neighbor up up north.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's a fun fact. Um, Jessica Batut Mia Gaff Vanda Capriolo That's about it Storyline A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company One that will engulf the artistic director An ambitious young dancer And a grieving psychotherapist Some will succumb to the nightmare Others will finally wake up Ooh So it's
1: about dance
0: Yeah A lot of dance
1: Is it as good as
0: Breaking? You know what? I haven't seen Breaking yet, so technically... Can't compare it. Can't compare. Um, So, like I said, this is a remake of the 77 Suspiria. That one also took place at a dance academy or school. It was a ballet school. Mm -hmm. This is more or less the same, at least in terms of plot setup. Somewhat setting at least. Uh this isn't necessarily a direct remake though. It's kind of more of an homage. At least that's how the director described it. Um, even though it's the same fucking name and setup basically. Let's uh rehash our discussion on what (laughs) constitutes a remake. Well, Jason just couldn't figure it out.
1: (laughs) Um well either it's a remake or it's got a similar story
0: and the same name. (laughs) (laughs) uh like i said um same setup but it is very different um the first one is a horror classic and it's very well known especially for its um its use of color it's kind of like if kubrick did another horror movie but made it not as not as prestigious or i guess uh what do you want to say complex as the shining 'Cause the original Suspiria is kind of known as a, a triumph in style over substance type of thing. Okay. And the style is kind of changed and or taken out of this one. There isn't much color. <laughs> then
1: what's left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh they try to pump up the substance. There's definitely a lot more, you know, symbolism and themes and whatnot. It's largely devoid of color. I mean, at the end you get some you get a lot of red at the end, but I, I saw that it was actually an artistic choice by the director. He wanted to make it very bleak. It takes place during winter. And so there's a lot of just, you know, there's no sun. It's just kind of overcast, dull, gloomy. Is yep. it gloomy? Pretty, pretty gloomy. Soup's gloomy. It's
1: been soup's gloomy around here lately. Yeah. So, too cold too early. Too cold, Scorpio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Performances are, are fine in here. You know, I haven't seen any of the those fucking Fifty Shades movies, so I don't really have a frame of reference for Dakota Johnson. Uh, Tilda Swinton was great; she plays multiple roles.
1: I know, I know that's a disappointment to the fans that we have not seen any of the Fifty Shades movies. <laughs> Maybe Jason has. I don't know. Possibly. We should ask him next time he's on. <laughs> Actually, I've seen Fifty Shades Blacker. I've seen that one.
0: Okay. <laughs> That almost counts. (laughs) It was not good. (laughs) (laughs) So also like the first one, there's a coven of witches involved. It's not a spoiler because it's in the original and in this trailer. So prepare for witches. There's some interesting uh, scenes in here. Interesting imagery. Like I said, a lot of very complex themes and symbols. I will say it is too long. I usually don't say that for a movie. Runtime is two hours, 32 minutes. That sounds pretty long. It's longer than The Shining.
1: (laughs) That sounds pretty long.
0: And The Shining is like the one, you know, exception to the rule of a horror movie can't be long.
1: Yeah. How long is the original?
0: Do you know? It's, is it much shorter? Hour 38. (laughs) So it's it's almost an hour longer. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. And I gotta say, I love the color of the first one, the look of it, the feel, the texture. Mm-hmm. I almost fell asleep a couple of times, to be honest. I didn't, but saw it on my, on my day off the other day. Went and saw a matinee. But yeah, this one I think you know it works well on its on its own, kind of as like a new or a new take on *Sasquatch*, kind of its own thing. But I have no urge to see it again, especially because it's two hours and thirty-two minutes. Like I said, does there's some pretty cool scenes, very complex symbolism, a lot of you know feminist imagery, and I mean you get a lot of that stuff with witch movies in general.
1: Yeah, because they tend to be women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't wanna stereotype them, but it's just what I've observed.
0: Yeah, they tend to be women. Scarlet Witch. The witches. (laughs) It's the newest example. Scarlet Witch. Was it Avengers movies? Elizabeth oh, Olsen is the Scarlet Witch. I haven't seen that.
1: Yeah. What do her uh, sisters play?
0: <laughs> uh, so one's the put, Wicked Witch of the East, and one's the uh, Wicked Witch of the play, West.
1: They play the same character. <laughs> they just switch out. <laughs> <laughs> then one of them kills one of the top actors in the game. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. Uh I will say that it is well made. This actually was originally supposed to go to David Gordon Green and then something went wrong with the financing and then it was dropped and then they found this new director. So this one might might have been more of a direct remake if it was done by him, but yeah. So if you're into witch movies, you know, feminist themes, symbolism, this will be right up your alley. You know, dance. Got some got some hella, hella dance scenes in it. Does it? Yeah, like flash
1: dance style.
0: Nah, not well. Not to at least not a to bit. a awesome pop score from the eighties <laughs> no. But uh, so yeah, this is this is a tough one. It's kind of a, it, for me. It's in between eventually and last resort, just because. Oh come on! I wasn't Jason. that into it. You sound like Jason though. Other people might be. Like I said, it is well made. And I'll still give it a last resort. With the caveat that if you're into that type of thing, it'll probably be up your alley.
1: You don't put asterisks on the the ratings on the website. so Yeah.
0: Well, I'm just saying, I've done that before. I'm like, well, you know, it's a last resort, but you might like it for this reason. True. Type of thing. True. So. But you're sounding more and more like
1: Jason, would not you? Waver between.
0: Yeah. You know. That's because he does it for every fucking movie he sees. <laughs> What's between. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> nothing between there. There's, there's
1: not that many.
0: Well, he doesn't remember the ratings. That's true. He doesn't <laughs>
1: understand them either. So,
0: yeah. Well,
1: there's a lot of things he doesn't understand.
0: So, Suspiria, giving you a last resort. It's a last resort.
1: You'd recommend the original. Oh, yeah.
0: Original's a soonish.
1: Okay. My first movie that I'm going to talk about is from 1964. The last man on earth.
0: Is it Charlton Heston? <laughs> no. Because <it's>, uh... <laughs> he's the second last man on earth. Then <laughs> Will Smith was the third.
1: Starring Vincent Price, Franca Betoia, Emma Danieli, Giacomo Rossi Stewart, Umberto Rojo.
0: Umberto?
1: Christy Cortland. A bunch of other people that you wouldn't recognize. Most of them not credited. Uh, directed by Ubaldo Ragona and Sidney Salco. Uh, let's see, synopsis. When a disease turns all of humanity into the living dead, the last man on Earth becomes a reluctant vampire hunter. So this was uh, the first of three movies based on... So, so no, wait,
0: hold on a second. Sorry. He's a vampire hunter before
1: the apocalypse? No, this is when a disease turns all of the humanity into li- the living dead. The last man on Earth becomes a reluctant vampire hunter. Well, I
0: guess technically that is vampires are the undead, but when you say that, I just pictured zombies right away, probably because the second and third remake of this was, uh, you know, about zombies.
1: Well, it says vampire hunter... um, well, it's the Omega Man, is what you're talking about. The second one mm-hmm. is they're not necessarily, they're more vampire, vampirish, I guess. Vampiric, vampirish, I think vampirish. it's vampiric. vampiric, whatever. Because, it, like, they're not like they're a little bit kind of a combination, they're a little bit zombieish. they're all vampiric because they can only come out at night, mm. um, yeah, because they're sensitive to the sun. Um, so that's kind of the same thing in The Last Man on Earth. Um, it, they're not necessarily vampires, but it's kind of like, like is it a combination of zombies and vampires? Mm-hmm. Is what the disease turns them into?
0: Yeah, I am Legend. I guess was the same way because they couldn't yeah. come in contact with the sun.
1: The problem with I Am Legend is like they were just animalistic, whereas yeah. in Last Man on Earth and Omega Man, they were more human. Mm-hmm. Once they they like they still had human qualities, like in this movie, um, there's one character who was a scientist that worked with Vincent Price's character before the disease broke out, and then afterward he just shows up to Vincent Price's house every night with all the other zombies, and he just, he just uh he's he just starts banging on the walls and the doors, Morgan. Morgan, come out, Morgan! Just like all night long, and then during the day, Vincent Price goes makes his runs and stabs a bunch of people in the chest with uh, wooden stakes. So, I mean, this was pretty good. Of the three, I've seen all three of the movies based on this novel. I would say this is the second best. Um, Omega Man, I like the best with Charlton Heston. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will Smith's version is pretty garbage this one is uh it's got the 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 uh, distinction of the screenplay was re uh was co-written by the author of the novel okay so uh i haven't read the book but i assume this one is probably the closest to the book as far as how the story plays out but yeah i enjoyed it um it's from the you know 64 so it's a little more simplistic uh it's only about an hour and 25 minutes, so uh, it goes pretty quickly. It does, they don't get too deep into a whole bunch of details and stuff, so I I still enjoyed it, and I, I would give it an eventually. Eventually.
0: All right. I am staying in 2018 with a little film called Mandy. Heard of Mandy? Outside of me talking about it at work? <laughs> It's about that Barry Manilow song, right? (laughs) Not quite. Directed by Panos Cosmatos. Starring Nicolas Cage, Andrea Riseborough, Linus Roche, Ned Dennehy, Owen Fuhrer, Richard Brake, Bill Duke, your boy. Bill Duke? Yeah, you like Bill Duke, don't you? I, I
1: can't think of what he's been in. Can't picture him. Oh yeah, Bill Duke. Yeah. yeah, you like Bill Duke? He was in Car Wash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? He's one of the first to die in Predator as well.
1: Yeah, he was always shaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think in Car Wash he was a uh, he was uh, a recently converted Muslim. Okay. And then he was trying to spread the word.
0: Yeah. Uh, Storyline The enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen, propelling a man into a spiraling, surreal rampage of vengeance. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, Soup's Metal. Are they yeah.
1: actually demon biker henchman?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you see them in your. You don't really know what to make of them. You're like, are these, so are these men dressed up or are these demons?
1: <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds pretty sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, I saw a blurb, like a, a critical thing. Cause this is, this is like 93% around tomatoes. Critics love it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I saw one blurb that was said something along the lines of, this is like the most metal movie ever made. And it is a very heavy metal infused score. Even, heavy metal songs in it. Even more than heavy metal.
1: <laughs> I have not seen heavy metal. I've seen it twice and I still didn't like it the second time.
0: Yeah. Much like, uh, or I should say, similar to heavy metal, this movie also contains scenes of animation, hmm. just animated sequences. This one has a kind of a weird color palette. It's a lot of reds and it's very dark. Well, movies almost exclusively at night. Uh, A lot of reds, a lot of purples, blacks. Uh, Nicolas Cage is at his unhinged best in this movie. Um, He's a lot of fun throughout. So, yeah, obviously, and I think from the trailer, you kind of get what's going on. He's on a rampage of revenge or vengeance, I should say. And, uh, yeah, this hippie cult who are kind of like Jesus freaks that's led by a guy who basically thinks he's the second coming of Christ. That type of thing.
1: That would do it. Yeah. Like David Koresh.
0: Yeah. And so they kind of turn his world upside down. And Cage ain't having that in this movie. It goes after him. It takes a while to get into it. This movie is two hours and one minute. So a little on the lengthier side, but it's not just a straight up horror. It's a revenge tale as well. A lot of out there stuff. The uh cult deals with uh LSD. So well, are, a lot of people are on LSD in this movie. They are hippies. <laughs> and so there's a lot of, you know, kind of creative, not just the animation, but there's some acid trippy-ish visuals,
1: if you will. That's always pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Kind of like Fear and Loathing. It'll be right oh. up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> From someone who's never done any, doesn't even drink. No. You just live vicariously through people's poor decisions in movies. <laughs>
1: It's probably better that way. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah, this movie is a lot of fun. It's a perfect midnight movie, cult movie. And uh, we're actually showing it at the theater as a midnight movie this winter sometime. Not sure of the date yet, but. Oh. Yeah, it'll be making the circuits as a midnight movie. A lot of fun, great music. Uh, And I'm not like a big metal guy, but music was cool. Um, Great visuals. Nicolas Cage slashing people the fuck up. There's a chainsaw fight in here too, so that's good. Ooh. That's yeah, in the trailer.
1: We like chainsaw fights at WTM.
0: We've almost gotten to a point where we can do a top five. <laughs> Cause I can think of three. So we're like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Two, Motel Hell, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Although that was very lackluster.
1: That was like a one sided fight though. That yeah. Well he like, does fight with a chainsaw. It wasn't really like chainsaw versus chainsaw.
0: Yeah. Well, this is Chainsaw versus Chainsaw. That's, I think that would qualify. It's pretty fucking sweet.
1: Sounds like it. It's been a while since I've seen a good revenge movie.
0: Yeah, and a good Nicolas Cage movie, right? He's making them, you know, few and far in between. Mom and Dad was okay, but it's not something you have to see. I don't know. They, the description that you,
1: that you gave of that movie might overcome my instinct to avoid it. <laughs>
0: Well, you should not avoid it because I will give this an eventually. Watch this movie eventually. Eventually. Stamp of approval for Mandy. Mandy. It's still... I, uh, I rented it on demand. You can buy it digitally. I'm not sure if it's out on DVD yet. It might actually still be in theaters as well. It's select places. I wouldn't know. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to buy it sometime.
1: All right. My next movie From 2016 Ooh The Autopsy of Jane Doe I've heard of this Directed by A guy with non-English letters in his name (laughs) Andre Overdahl I believe I don't know if that's how it's said But I'm gonna pretend like it is Starring Brian Cox Emile Hirsch Ophelia Lovabond Michael McElhatton, Owen, Catherine Kelly. Mm, that's pretty much all the important characters. Synopsis. A father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who is apparently harboring dark secrets. I I really like this movie. It was uh, genuinely scary and unnerving. So yeah, the uh, the premise of the movie is there's this uh, father and son coroner who have their own funeral home with their own morgue down in the basement and they're all alone. And the sheriff brings in this Jane Doe um, for them to perform an autopsy on. Um, and it's pretty weird from the start she mm-hmm. you know she doesn't have the normal kind of characteristics of uh somebody who's been killed like the the more they get into the autopsy the weirder shit's get shit gets and then uh shit really hits the fan about halfway through and uh it just gets fucking creepy from there so weird stuff starts happening mm-hmm. um like I said, it's it's one of the the more genuinely creepy and scary movies that I've seen in a long time.
0: Okay. So is it kind of more horror than thriller, or just it's a,
1: horror? It's a it's like a straight up horror movie. Okay. Um. Actually, I saw a quote from Stephen King that said, "It's you should watch it, but not alone." <laughs> and I watched it alone, and I was okay, but it's, <laughs> it's like I said, it's 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 actually. Uh, I thought it was pretty pretty scary, just the way they do uh, the different, uh, uh, like, atmosphere and stuff. You kind of get, uh, you feel like you're trapped with the characters, and then just weird stuff starts happening, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? The one thing that I didn't really care for was kind of the the reveal about why everything was happening. Um hmm But, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little nitpicky on that. It doesn't really really ruin everything up before that. Um, So I would still recommend it. Um, And I will give it an eventually. Eventually. Brian Cox is amazing in there, too. He's been doing some good work lately.
0: Yeah. All right, well, I just talked about a movie that's maybe the most metal movie ever. However, the last movie I'm going to talk about would give it a run for its money. It is called The Devil's Candy, from 2017. Actually, it says 2015, but it's one of those movies that went around to different, you know, festivals and um, all the like the circuit of I guess horror festivals yeah. and whatnot. So I see 2015 on Rotten Tomatoes. It says 2017. It's like who the fuck knows? I saw it on Netflix. Is where I saw it. I believe it's still there. It is directed by Sean Byrne, also written by him, starring Ethan Embry, Mr. Papa Giorgio himself. <laughs> put a dollar in a want a car, put a dollar in a want a car, put a dollar in a want a car, put a dollar in a want a car. Also starring Shuri Appleby, Pruitt Taylor Vince, Kiara Glasco, Tony Amendola, Leyland Orser, Craig Nye. That's about it. Storyline. A struggling painter is possessed by satanic forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas in this creepy haunted house tale.
1: Haunted House Tale? Mm-hmm. It's like that Eddie Murphy
0: movie. See, that's the thing. It is a haunted house tale, but it's also not. It's both it's two things. Uh Ethan Embry plays the main protagonist who is a he's the struggling painter. He's a very good painter. Um, he's also v- soups metal, a lot of tattoos, and you know loves Metallica. Even though he, I think if I remember right, I think they considered Metallica even like a little soft. You know, well, him was, and his young yeah. daughter are both like metalheads. <laughs> he's gotten her into it. You know, they kind of bond over that. But uh, great score and uh, soundtrack to this movie with the metal music. Uh, great art and imagery that they make. And it is, they move into a house that, you know, something terrible happens. So they get this big house for cheap because they're struggling. They're like, oh, we got this big house. We get it for cheap. And oh, yeah, it's haunted.
1: Oh, it's it's, it's a house that's haunted. I was thinking of like a <laughs> carnival attraction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's something else afoot in this world that this movie lives in. Pruitt Taylor Vince. I'll show you you him a picture, you know him. He's the guy who's his eye is always twitching back and forth. Okay. You've probably seen him in different movies. Yeah, I'm sure I have. He's the uh, the the crazy inmate from uh, Identity. Remember Identity?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Sure.
0: He's been a he's played a supporting role in lots of movies.
1: Are we allowed to talk about Identity? It's got that
0: <laughs> the pedophile on it. Uh, which one? Isn't Kevin Spacey in there? No, he's not an identity. John Cusack is, and John C. McGinley. <laughs> oh. He, uh that
1: could have sworn. John
0: Hawks is in it.
1: I haven't seen it in a long time.
0: Minnesota's own.
1: Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Ray Liotta's in there. Do you know he quit smoking with <laughs> I
0: heard something about that. Have you seen that
1: commercial? I thought it was a parody, and then they're like, Why, where's the funny stuff? <laughs>
0: No, but uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince uh, is kind of a, or he considers himself working for the devil. So he's raising havoc around town. So you got that and the haunted house thing going on. So there's multiple things at, at work here. Uh, this movie movie also got awesome reviews, 91% around tomatoes. It kind of, you know, it seems like a typical horror plot, but it kind of, Subverts some expectations, and I guess it doesn't, it isn't lowered by any horror tropes or anything like that. I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, good, a lot of creepy elements to it. Performances are good, you know, pretty uh, thrilling, you know, the suspense is ratcheted up. And uh, yeah, this Ethan Embry guy, hes he was in uh, blind spotting this past year. I don't know if you saw trailers for that.
1: I don't remember that.
0: But yeah, he's doing a lot of indie stuff as of late, and it seems like he's turned himself into quite the actor. So he's on a hot streak.
1: Ethan Embry is one of those guys where I hear his name a lot, but then I always forget what he looks like.
0: Mm -hmm. That's why I always have to picture him as Mr. Papa Giorgio. Who's that from? Vegas Vacation. He's Rusty.
1: Oh my God, I haven't seen that movie in years.
0: That's what I was talking about. He's he's Rusty in Vegas Vacation, but... Since he's winning all that money at the casinos. Oh, yeah. He goes by Mr. He gets that fake ID, That's Mr. Right. Papa Giorgio. That's right. <laughs> I always and he wins four cars.
1: For some reason, <laughs> every time I uh, I picture him, or I, I see his name, I picture the, the dude from uh, the the guy who was really fat on Boy Meets World. And then he was, my name is Earl's brother. who's in yeah. American History X. Mm-hmm. That's not him, is it? That's no, that's... Else. um, God, what's his name? He's Big Van Vader's son. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I always picture that guy when I hear Ethan Embry's name. Cause his name's I,
0: Ethan Supley.
1: Yeah, because then I see Ethan Embry, I'm like, oh. Supley?
0: supley? I would say supple, but it's S-U-P-L-E-E. Supley. Supley or supley? Supland. I don't know. He's he's skinny again, I think, these days. So, up and down with that guy.
1: I didn't see him go back up, though. He was. I've seen him go back up.
0: I don't know. Cause it, he used C- to be. Really Clerks big. 2 came out 11 years ago, and he's pretty slim in that movie. Yeah. And then he went. In the meantime, he went back up, and then now he's down to. He's skinnier than he was in Clerks 2. He's. Looks like a Normal Duty really Jonah healed himself.
1: Because he got real skinny. uh for uh, my name is Earl. Yeah. And then uh, everybody's like, who's that guy? What has he been in?
0: Mm. All right. But yeah, uh, getting back to the devil's candy, you have to find, you have to watch the movie to find out what the devil's candy is. It sounds kind of (laughs) gross. It is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie. Like I said, it's on Netflix. Uh, Go out and see it. Eventually.
1: Eventually. Here we go. Last, but probably not least, maybe least, I don't know. 1997, Wishmaster. Ah. Have you seen the Wishmaster? I have not. It's not the Wishmaster, but it's uh, directed by Robert Kurtzman, starring Tammy Lauren, Andrew. Tommy Lauren's in this. <laughs> Ta- Tam Tammy Tammy Tam- Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Parody, uh, Andrew Devoff or Dive Off, uh, Robert England, Chris Lemon, uh, Wendy Benson Landis, Tony Crane, Jenny O'Hara, Kane Hodder, Tony Todd. it's
0: uh, Kane Hodder.
1: Kane Hodder. So mm-hmm. however you we say it?
0: He played Jason in a lot of the later Jason movies. Yeah. I,
1: yep uh buck flower he's been in some stuff ted ramey's in there let's see there's a uh, quite a few people who were in other famous horror franchises in this one Vern troyer's in there
0: ooh r.i.p uh-huh.
1: they get this dennis hayden and the picture of him is he's that coach from that von miller uh old spice commercial mm-hmm. where he, he's Got to come out of the game because he's dry or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Nope. laughs> I don't remember who he played in the movie. Anyways, Wishmaster, a demonic djinn, or I think it's djinn, D-J-I-N-N, attempts to grant its owner three wishes, which will allow him to summon his brethren to earth.
0: You sure he's not just uh, DJing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he's a he's a genie. Uh, people of modern time have turned the gin into genie and okay. really softened them up and made them children's stories.
0: So they've appropriated them. is but, what you're saying?
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, but uh, they're basically evil and uh, so this uh, this gin or whatever gets trapped in a in a gem. That's easy to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like a thousand years before the... So it, it does a flashback to like 1000 AD. And then modern time, uh, he, somebody accidentally releases him from the gem. Yeah. And so if whoever released him wish, makes three wishes, he gets to open the portal to the, the underworld so all the other djinn can come out and... Mm-hmm. Come to Earth. Meanwhile, he's got to get his strength up so he can grant one wish to each person he comes across, and then he he takes their soul in exchange for a wish and gets stronger. And he looks kind of like Apocalypse from X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this movie was pretty fun. I really liked the uh, when he was granting wishes. It was always like hey do you want something to happen and then he would like take it to the extreme like there's one guy who uh was injured and he's like hey do you want the pain to go away he says yeah and so he just kills him <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a real jokester
1: <laughs> yeah so so he he twists all the wishes to to make it so it's uh really a, a negative effect on the wisher Mm-hmm. and uh I, they didn't they didn't uh cut any uh cor- i don't i guess they would not they didn't cut any corners or, or i don't know how to say it but they didn't uh sugarcoat it or okay. or soften any of that stuff so they they kept it pretty extreme on the the consequences of the wishes and i really appreciated that so and it was uh you know pretty original story i guess you know, a genie comes out of out of the stone, and he's a basically a demon, and mm-hmm. he's just ruining people's lives. It's a horror movie, but it's fun. Okay. So, uh, and obviously, it's cool to see like Robert England and Tony Todd and and Kane Hodder just uh, doing cameos as just characters that you wouldn't normally see them play, because they usually play the monster. Yeah. Like, Robert England is a a wealthy art collector, and uh, actually, Tony Todd and Kane Hodder both played security guards, so <laughs> <laughs> go figure. But uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm going to give Wishmaster an eventually.
0: All right.
1: Eventually.
0: So that was all eventuallys today, except for Suspiria. I think so. Yeah. Like I said, that was well made, but... I like I love the color and the style of the first one or the original, I should say.
1: Seems like an odd choice to remake a movie and then remove all the things that made it famous.
0: Yeah, that's kind of why it's it does work more as an homage than it does a remake, because they switch up a lot of things at least stylistically.
1: It's a good way to piss people off.
0: Like, oh, this is gonna be oh sweet! The new Sus- Suspiria is out. Yeah, awesome! Oh, there's no fucking color in it. <laughs> this,
1: this is nothing like what I expected.
0: Yeah. Because the original is kind of a technicolor gem, you know? Yeah,
1: That's how you ruin childhoods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I think that'll about do it. You got anything else? No, I think that's about it. All right. Why don't you do us a favor? Go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes and or Stitcher. Subscribe as well. Uh, you can email us at WatchThisMovie at Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie, And check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. We will check you later.
1: Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Later. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man?
0: What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.